Hey, it's Tom. Just wanted to shoot an intro for episode three. This is the final part of a three-part conversation that I had with Vedia, the CEO of Pillar. In this episode, we talk about um, the formation of the new team and the partnership with Audio Capital, who led the latest financing round for Pillar. And again, I think we got into a decent rhythm here. Uh, I think that this will be interesting to hear about, you know, what's on Vadia's mind. And some of my favorite parts of this episode are toward the end. We get a chance to step away from Pillar and hear a little bit more about who Vadia is as a guy. You know, when he hangs up his Pillar hat at the end of the day, who he is. So I really enjoyed that part and hope to be able to spend some more time talking about the other parts of, of who Vady is, because I think that is pretty compelling. His story is, is great. So I hope you enjoy. Hello, Tom. I got you, man. Loud and clear. Okay. Fantastic. So let's roll right into it. When we spoke last time, we had finished just kind of starting the conversation about the rebrand and getting JR on board. And we touched on, um, the partnership with audio. Uh, I'd like to take the next step on the audio partnership. So when you started thinking about entertaining the idea of bringing in some outside capital, um, what are, and what were some of your goals in doing that? Okay, so from an outside capital uh, standpoint, um, what I was looking for is a, a little bit more than capital. Um, I, I, I wanted someone um, who can really help in building a company. And I was looking more of a, of a partner. Um, we do have a good product. Um, and, and before, you know, the outside capital came in, I was the only one selling it, right? Um, so one was, you know, I, I obviously wanted to have quick and inorganic growth. Um, but Tom, my background, as, as I said before, is all technical and programming and things. So I really wanted someone who has, you know, uh, been through this um, and tell me what am I missing. So I was looking for someone with a little bit of guidance and, um, and, and not just generic guidance, you know, someone who understood the platform play and the enterprise space and, you know, something like that. So it was... It, a little bit more of a specific search for me, uh, not you know casting a wide net uh, around that. Now, um, with respect to audio, I was you know in touch with Jared for a long time, um, and I was talking to a few investors, very few, um, because again I couldn't take too much time out of what I was doing on the investment run as well. Um, so going back to your question, yeah, I was looking for someone with a little bit more operating. Um, experience, uh, knowledge on our industry, the platform play, uh, and the right uh, attitude and, and, and the right partnership mentality to actually invest in the company. What, was the, what were the early conversations like with Jared? I know like last time we spoke, we talked about how thorough they were from a due diligence standpoint, but what were maybe like the first 
handful of conversations and what did that look like and what did that feel like to you? So the first handful of conversations was all around the market opportunity. It was um, not specific to where we are and you know, all of those things. Obviously, we were in the low-code space, um, but the first discussions was alignment on um, how big we both think uh, the market space is, um, you know, where we think the opportunity is, um, and where thought the competitors are not going or in what's the missed, what are, what are they? So it was all about the market uh, in the, in the first few uh, discussions. Got it. And I understand that your search was more for a partnership than just a bag of money. And, you know, based on what, you know, you were sold from audio on what they could provide. And now, you know, we're in the early days of of that partnership. Um, tell us about you know what they what they can provide and what is happening in reality from a people standpoint, a strategy standpoint, in whatever direction you want to take that. So, so the good thing about audio, both uh, Jared and Bob, uh, you know, they're kind of hands-on guys. Uh, and and Bob has been through this before, you know. He's he's an entrepreneur himself, and sold the company and all of those things, right? So so they come with a very operating um, um, expertise and, and and an outlook. And I actually met Jr. before I met Jared. Um, even though I was talking to Jared on the phone for a lot, I actually met Jr. Um, so so going forward, how it looks now. Uh, what they have bought to pay, bought to table is all about um, everything with respect to go to market, right? Not just uh, JR, you know, obviously he has bought in other people as well, uh, his connections, but also the strategy, uh, how, um, you know, everything to, everything to do uh, with the go to market. Um, and that's where we are today. Um, you know, we rebranded, we really went back to the drawing board uh, put down all the pieces on the table, full, um, you know, repositioning, whiteboarding session of, okay, what can we do, where the market opportunities are, what are we doing really better than others, and, you know, what are we doing not as good as others, and where can we improve? And so so really went back to the whiteboard and put that whole, uh, you know, positioning framework uh, and started from there. Uh, and that's how all the rebranding, the whole messaging and everything emanates from that place. Vijay, do you want to share any of, of the results of that? So like where you think you're positioned and maybe who you guys can serve better than anybody else, like, you know, or anything else that's come out of that. It's like, it sounds like you've, you guys got in a room and came out of that room with some more focus. Um, do you want to share any of that stuff? Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so one of the uh, things that I learned out of my out of that exercise, you know, personally, um, was uh, we had a lot more strengths than uh, I had, out or you know, believed that product standpoint because I was just not thinking in in that direction, right? Um, so with these discussions, they all they all you know came out. Uh, so where we are positioned now is. Um, we are we are in the in the digital transformation space. Um, you know, we are positioning ourselves as the as the platform for innovation. Um, but more importantly, 
um, we are positioning ourselves to enable uh, organizations move their dollars from uh, regular keeping the lights on kind of operations into innovation that's that's the big russian doll message uh, for me uh, if we can move people within an it organization train them to innovate more uh, take budget out of their you know keeping the lights on uh, maintenance kind of operations and leave them more room to innovate and generate more business that's what we want to do that's the top level message uh, that we are going after and that includes by the way processes uh, people as well as applications so it's not just a technology it's about how do you improve the processes how do you take up your uh, backup administrator and make them aws certified you know so that they can do more on the cloud so it's it really involves all three aspects of an organization got it okay and is there a specific vertical that you guys or verticals that you've identified. I know that your background is manufacturing and it sounded like originally a lot of the offline capabilities were really attractive to some of, of those style of companies. Is there, I guess I'll just shut up there. What do you think about <laughs> like what style of company you guys can serve well? So we are still focused on the asset heavy um, industries, manufacturing, oil and gas, uh, mining, um you know um industrial any kind of industrial kind of uh, uh industries tom um and again this is not because something that we did before when we went to the whiteboard we put down everything we put down banking healthcare everything on the table and then went back to the skill sets where you know where we are really strong and then it so happened that we picked up the you know we we built uh, or we were going after before uh, shifting gears slightly and thinking about, um, you know, like what JR brings to the table and the fact that you've got a new partner and some help with the things that, you know, are not your first and foremost strengths, so like sales. Um, what are you personally focused on now? Like what are you freed up to do and, and where are you spending most of your time now? So I am spending more time on um, customer experience, um, delivery, and product. Um, and when I say I'm, you know, stepping, you know, JR is obviously, you know, focused on generating revenue. Um, I still like being in front of customers. So I still go with him, um, you know, uh, when, when the timing is right to meet the customers and other things. Uh, but now I've got more bandwidth to, uh, you know, focus on, you know, my core strengths, which is really, you know, the, the delivery aspects of it, the customer experience aspects of it, and uh, focus back on the architecture of the platform. Um, the, I mean, I guess that makes good sense. I still think that probably for the lifetime of Pillar, nobody's going to be able to tell the story better than you, right? Um, yeah, I guess I have that advantage of being in, in here from day one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think having you in meetings with JR, I think, is is really strong. I mean, I think the skill set that he brings to the table and I think where he's most strong, and you can tell me, uh, maybe we can do a couple minutes on JR, but his um, like methodology and framework and he's a 
he is dedicated to process style thinking as it comes, as it relates to sales. Um, I would think that being able to use what's in your noggin inside of that framework is really strong. So I guess I'd be curious to see when you guys get in a room with a customer, what's the flow of those conversations like? Oh, we click very well. We click very well. Um, he takes care of all the uh, business uh, side of things. Um, he would take, you know, what I say and uh, make it palatable uh, for the customer to understand, which is very important, right? Um, and if that is a technical, you know, and typically when we're with the customer, there is different flavors of uh, people in the same room. Um, and I will take all the solutioning and the, and the technical um, and then the problem solving side of it. Um, and we go basically toss the ball between each other. And we have done so many whiteboard sessions in front of a customer and all of them, all of them have actually turned out well with some actionable, um, you know, steps right after that. So it, it has worked out very well with JR in the room with me. Great. How has, um, how has the team changed since partnering with audio and bringing JR on and, you know, increasing headcount, like how has the team changed from before and after? We have more um, sales uh, related folks now, you know, in terms of people, um, right? And when I say sales, it's, you know, the field sales, the inside sales, the sales engineer. So, so that's now, you know, beginning to, uh, take shape as an organization by itself within the company. Uh, so that's by far the most uh, visible change uh, that you can see. Um, but it's not just sales. Um, actually, I should rephrase that and say customer-facing uh, people uh, because there is also more people in delivery now. In fact, delivery has grown um, you know, as fast as sales because we were also um, you know, running out of bandwidth to, to deliver projects to our own existing customers. So, my, so the delivery organization and the sales organization is what has grown the fastest. Vidya, tell me what you mean by delivery. I think I have an idea, but I'd love to hear you jam on it for a minute or two. So, uh, Tom, we have this uh, wonderful platform. And uh, when we go to customers, um, we don't just give the platform and walk away. We, we actually uh, implement the platform, uh, fine-tune it, and give them the results we promised in the sales cycle. Uh, and that's what the delivery organization does. Um, it will you know, connect to their applications, systems, uh, whatever it is, um, build the applications, teach them to build applications, teach them to fix, uh, deploy the apps, uh, make sure the ROI is met, uh, and kind of be a, you know, a guiding hand uh, to the customer as well as in when they when they need it. So they really are the glue between my product team and the customer. You know, in terms of actually making everything work. Is every customer different on what that engagement looks like and how long it takes and how many people are involved, or is there some kind of standardized process that you guys have built? That is a standardized process, uh, but every customer is different. Every engagement is different. So we do have a methodology. Um, you know, that is a very standard process. And, and that my background and my skill sets, you know, coming from my prior years. 
so so we have a very nice methodology and a process and all of those things. But again, every customer is different. Every engagement is different. Do you still have, um, I, I thought I remembered when I first started talking to JR about Pillar, um, there's a team in India as well, right? Yes, absolutely. How, what are some of the challenges of, of having bodies in India and people in Arizona? So having an offshore team, the, the key is always communication. Um, you know, you have to remember that they might be smart people over there, but people over here are really the eyes and ears um, for them, right? So we have to communicate each and everything um, that we see over here. And since they're not over here, they cannot, um, you know, look at some visual clues and, you know, understand the situation. So you have to be very diligent about sharing the the smallest possible uh, information. Here we might go down for coffee uh, and then we just chatted for 25, 30 minutes, right? So you don't have that in the, in the, in the India team. And bear in mind my core uh, leaders in engineering and deliveries over here, but the bulk of the team, the Indian team is larger than my team over here, right? So... As long as the communication is very seamless and they, and they understand what's going on, everything will be fine. Um, but if the communication breaks, then you, know, you really don't get good delivery out of, out of your India, uh, India office. Uh, that's interesting. What, are there any specific tools or techniques that you've built to make sure that there's nothing that slips through the cracks? Is it just like super diligent documentation that gets shared via email or is there other channels you use to communicate that stuff? It's, it's really a um, couple of channels, actually all three. One is you need to have tools, um, no, no question, right? When you assign tasks, you need to make sure, you know, it's systemized and, and all of those things. Um, the second is a documentation. You need to have really good documentation and the third is you, you really cannot uh, bypass the verbal communications. There's really no way around that. So even though you have documentation, someone might interpret it in a whole different You really have to be diligent about uh, you know, giving something, uh, making sure they understand what it is, you know, what's written and what's not written. Uh, and then at the end of the day, go back and actually ask and say, Okay, have you done this? And you know, if yes, why not? And I'm sorry, if yes, great. Uh, if not, why not? Right. So, so it's really all three. Got it. The let's let's turn a little bit to the upcoming year. Um, how do you think about what you want to accomplish? You know, personally and as a team in 2020. Personally, um, you you asked me earlier about how you know what has impacted you know after audio has come in right people and all of those things. Um, has got you know a, a personal impact on me as well you know from a from a day to day uh, working standpoint. So so before the audio, I was pretty much used to doing everything and I was in, in you know knee deep in everything that was happening right. 
Uh, no, I'm not. Um, and that means personally, uh, I, uh, I have to walk this fine line where I'm only as much as required or wherever people need help or wherever people are a little weak, uh, but let them go wherever they are strong, right? So personally, my goal is to find that fine line between me and that individual in the in the company. And because the line is different for everyone is what I've realized. Um, you want to make sure that they can approach you without any hesitancy. Uh, at the same time, I'm not stepping over them and... Um, you know, giving them the answer, even though I know because I need them to find it. Right? So, so, so my personal goal is to really be good at that, uh, finding the fine line uh, and, you know, really maintaining that line. Um, from a company standpoint, uh, the, the goals for next year is um, obviously that was the biggest reason uh, for audio. But along with that, uh, equally important uh, is really uh, improve the customer experience. Uh, that I feel is is very critical for us. Uh, and when I say customer experience, customer really needs to be thrilled in doing business with us. Uh, that doesn't just just mean that the product works as promised. That's only one piece of it. Um, it has to be delivered. Uh, the the results has to be delivered for what for what they are paying for, not just. Uh, you know, the project is done and, you know, we walk off. They, they really need to get the ROI. They need to have a better experience when they deal with my uh, billing department, you know, invoicing, uh, uh, delivery teams, all of those things. So I'm really putting all of that under customer experience. The product has to be much better than, uh, you know, where we are today. So if I put all of them under customer experience, then it's really customer experience and growth. How do you... Just trying to like pick that apart a little bit. The customer experience, like that, is such a broad, broad thing, right? It's it's really like a feeling that the customer has doing business with Pillar. What types of activities are you focused on altering to make some of those improvements? It feels like a, a hard thing to measure. It is a hard thing to measure, to be honest, Tom. Even I am still struggling to figure out how to measure it. Um, before the investment, I had a personal relationship with every customer. I still have a personal relationship with every customer. Um, as we scale, uh, you know, I want to have a personal relationship with every customer, but um, I may not be able to be involved as much as uh, what I'm now, right? Uh, so how do you systemize it? How do you know that, um, you know, this customer is, uh, you know, happy is not? Um, so, so one of the first things that I had to do is really uh, put down all the uh, systems in. I, we didn't really have as you know good systems before as we have now, um, and this is systems infrastructure. You know, from the not only from the sales and marketing standpoint, from a delivery standpoint, from the back office operation standpoint, uh, really making sure that every team is communicated is communicating to each other constantly. Um, before the investment, we had a small team. You pick up the phone and you just say, hey, you know, we need to do this and it's done. But going forward, yep. when I'm trying to scale it up, you cannot scale it, scale it up without all the automation and the, and the systems in place. So essentially, I'm implementing myself what I'm preaching for my customers, right, in terms of, you know, digital uh, transformation and the digitization. So I'm really doing that internally. 
um i think that that is that is one of the aspects uh that is required um the the second aspect that um would be that i would require and i don't have a good answer as to how to do it um is really find out how customers feel about us um you know today i you know have like a quarterly uh, call with my customer uh, or maybe sometimes even you know more frequent than that um and it's just a conversation and 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 i understand and pick a lot of information over that um my challenge would be you know how do i do that such that it's not me having the call but still my organization finds all the information um so tom i don't have an answer for that but when i find it i'll definitely let you know <laughs> <laughs> great is it is it hard to i'm i'm trying to think about the best way to ask this question but like going back to finding the line with your teammates on you know what you allow them to do versus what you do is that something that is hard for you this is new to me um because um now we are hiring a lot more people and i have to find that line very quickly and it's not that i you know i know everyone i'm hiring from my prior life right um so this is new to me um uh, i don't know this uh, i guess as i as i learn it will be easier um that's definitely a curve that goes from hard to easy and i'm somewhere in the in the middle of that curve yeah i mean you strike me as somebody that has a tremendous work ethic and somebody that would you know from all of your experience potentially just be able to sit down and work and it's something that i struggle with where it's like you know that you could probably execute a task better than somebody that you're working with but if you do that there's no opportunity for learning for them exactly um, yeah so that's something that i struggle with that's that was what was behind that question i was curious to see how you thought about it yeah and 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 the other thing is if i do it it's not scalable that's the biggest problem right Great so point. i need other the other person to do it so that i can i can scale it otherwise i'm doing doing a disservice by actually doing the job one um i guess the last topic that i'd like to hit um i'm curious to see how this lands but we haven't really spent any time talking about who you are as a guy outside of pillar <laughs> if you wanted to to share you know when you shut the lights off for the day and get in your car to go home who are you i'd love to learn a little bit about you know what you're interested in maybe what your family life is like any of that stuff that you're willing to share i'm just a regular guy uh tom after i after the lights shut down in the in the evening i I'm, i'm not sure if there is anything um about that but um you know in the evenings or uh, in the weekends i i i like to spend time with my family um i got wife and two kids uh, my elder one is about to go to college um the younger one is in middle and i also have a dog a, a puppy um so i i like to spend time sorry go ahead the pups can be as much work as the kids yeah yeah the the pup is definitely some work uh but fortunately my my daughter you know takes a, a lot of um, that work uh, so that's good for me but you know when she goes to college 
I think is going to fall on me because my <laughs> younger one is, you know, kind it's of more relaxed, right? Um, yeah. So, so that's um, on the weekends. I'm I'm kind of an Uber driver uh, who doesn't get paid. I drop my kids and pick up <laughs> kids from everywhere they want to go. They text me and. You know, I'd be there. So I'm, I literally do the job of an Uber driver with my own car and I don't get paid, right? Um, uh, from a fun standpoint, I like to run. I, I, I do trail running. I, I, I like that. Um, go to the gym and uh, just try to. And, you know, if I find time, you know, me and my wife will... Uh, we'll try to, you know, squeeze out and go somewhere, uh, let the kids be at home and, you know, have their thing and we have our thing to do. So that's about it. Nothing, nothing out, you know, outwardly adventurous, I guess. Yeah, that's great. Well, I was just, you're a well-rounded person outside of work. I was curious about some of that stuff. It'd be a great case study if you could have your kids use the pillar platform to build an in-house Uber app for dad. <laughs> I'm working on it, working on it. <laughs> um, so we're at, we're at 28 minutes. I think we, we got into a good rhythm there. We had a, there was this, did you get a call or anything in the middle of that? Yes, we had I a did. gap in some of the, uh, yeah. Okay. I, did. Um, I think I, I think I can shrink that window and I don't think we'll lose much there, but I'll go back and listen. But, um, is there anything you want to add before we wrap up? Um, no, I'm good, Tom. I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, sessions. So, yeah, I'm good. Looking forward to the next one. Great. Thanks, Radia. Have a good day, man. You too. Have a good one. Bye.